Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. (laughs) We're going to lead you in a guided meditation. Pussy, pussy, pussy. Flaps. (laughs) And breathe in through your nose. Breathe out through your ass. It'll be like. Breathe in from your heart. Mm. Breathe out from your yoni. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody, I want you to carry, I want you to carry the essence of that yoni with you today. Mm. As you walk through this earth, through this life and the life beyond, focus on that yoni. But welcome to Don't Blame Me. This is a call-in, write-in, DM advice show hosted by two incredible loving sophisticated heart-stopping yoni clinching women i have nothing to add that is that is exactly who we are you know that's that uh that that phrase that trauma is stored in the body uh-huh. i decided that i think the best case for me is someone needs to put me through a washing machine and a dryer cycle just to like shake it all out of my body because I do notice I'm clenching my whole body at all times. You know, I hate it. The other day I came upon a TikTok and it said, hey, you, you like release that breath you're holding. And I was holding a breath. And then it said, and relax your jaw. And I was can't doing all of it. Could- well, you can't. But I was like 
I was literally had my jaw jutted mm-hmm. for it like this. Yeah. So I know. Like, but don't you think like a, a nice fluff and fold cycle would really help? You could just get fucked really hard. If you're especially if you're storing the tension in your pelvis. No, but I literally store it everywhere. Yeah. And I just think the idea yeah. of like a human sized washer and dryer, it just knocks it out of you. You could go. Hold on. There's this weird ass place that I follow no. on no. Instagram. It's one of those weird fucking sex trauma things. I can't. And they like beat you. No, 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 no. And then people just have or I, I, no, 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 no. Let me get in my washer and dryer and sort I, this I out like myself. That is a hand wash. I don't want to be hand washed. I would like to be machine washed. Anyway, welcome to the advice podcast. The one, the only. And if not the one or the only, the best or your favorite. So we are going to give some wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice. And if we don't, uh, it, it you can't blame us. No, you can't. It's in the title. And what we lack in credentials that we make up for. In big, big opinions. Capital O. She's not wrong. Which, speaking of, this is only one of our many shows. So if you want to know the whole slate of shows that we have, you should subscribe to this feed. Like this is, if you're listening on Spotify or the other one, the podcast app, I can just say that. Um, we release four episodes a week and one of them is literally called, But Am I Wrong? Plot twist or not. We also have See You Next Tuesday mm-hmm. and Fisting Friday. Wholesome names. And if you want to listen ad free, you can subscribe to our Patreon. And someone asked, I won't put you out there, but you posted it as they were like, I can see don't blame me, but I don't see. But am I wrong? You have to subscribe to they weren't subscribed to. (laughs) So in order to see like to listen ad free on Spotify, you have to also be subscribed to the tier on. Yeah. Patreon. It doesn't just let you in there willy nilly. No. We shake you. We shake. We shake out your pockets first. Mm-hmm. Support the show, and you can also watch the video versions on Patreon as well. And we'll be doing some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to give you some advice, and if you want to call in, you can leave us a voicemail at three one zero six nine four zero nine seven six. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail dot com for both of those audio requirements are under three minutes. We ask that you let us know your age as well as the people involved in the story or the situation you're telling us about that you want our advice on. You can let us know your pronouns if you would like. You do not have to. Um, It is all anonymous, though. So we ask that you come up with pseudonyms for the people involved in said story and that you include the most relevant information because that's how we can give you the best advice. And, you know, we're hot and we're funny, but we also are here to help and we want to help. You can also let us know if you are sensitive and we will take that into mind. And practice. Write it down first. Read it out loud a couple times to yourself. Time it. Make sure you have everything. And then you can just read it straight up when you record the voicemail or the voice memo. And for write-ins, we ask that they're under 300 words and all of the same requirements, except for like, you know, the voice ones. And everyone has to be 18 or over. Have your parents' permission. I'm over 18. So am I, shockingly. I got carded for a lottery ticket. What? How old do you have to be? 18. Why? What do you mean why? Why do you have to be 18 for the lottery? Because it is like a big financial thing. You have to be an adult. But it still fucks up adults. Okay. Yeah. But adults are making the conscious decision of doing it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. The lottery is weird to me. It's great to me. I love it for you. Thank you. Is there always a lottery? There's always a lottery. Huh. Well... Here's hoping. Let us know. Has anyone ever won like a small lottery or a big lottery? I would love to I've know. Everyone like two dollars here, five dollars. Like a there. scratcher? No, on the actual lottery. Our scratcher's not the lottery. I mean it is, but like I mean like Powerball, Mega okay. Million. And then I, I'm starting to do more research on the California one to see because I know with Mega Million and Powerball when somebody's actually gonna win. So I'd never like actually play until I know somebody's going to win because I don't want to just be throwing money out there willy nilly. Well, shall we play the first call? I think we shall. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Long time listener. First time caller. 
I'm 22 years old and use she, her pronouns, recently graduated college. I'm calling to ask for advice on how to date. Most of my college experience was spent in the pandemic and being COVID cautious throughout, I didn't meet many people after my freshman year. Um, because of this, it's now been three years since I've been with anyone, which makes me really anxious to put myself out there. Another issue is that I can't stand dating apps, and the only guys I've been around are my restaurant coworkers or their friends at the bar nearby. And even though there's a server close to my age that I'm crushing on hard, like, oh, fantasizing and hanging on every word he says when I'm around him, I think there's a chance he would be interested in me too, but I know how messy it would be to get involved at work which just increases my worries about putting myself out there. Like there was a night at the bar where he left the people that he usually hangs with and talked to me the whole night. But it seems like it might've been to try and flirt with my friend and that I was kind of getting in the way. So I'm trying to put him in the coworker box and not the potential boyfriend box, but I'm not finding many options. The advice I'm looking for is really broad, but any thoughts you have on how to meet people and get over my dry spell would be beyond appreciated. I don't think there are any other details. So I'm a Gemini sun, Sagittarius moon, and also rising. I love you both. I can't wait to hear what you think. Bye. You're fun. You're so fun. Yeah. You're astrologically fun. Don't don't fucking date a coworker. Yeah, you're too fun for this. I I don't know anything about astrology, but I will say, do not date a coworker, especially at a restaurant. restaurant. And no. I've never worked at a restaurant, but I've just heard from everybody that does work at restaurants that is a terrible idea because everybody just fucks everybody and then it's just like incestuous and gross and it's like work stuff and then the drama is there. Yeah, and you ruin the restaurants for your friends because yeah. when you have friends who work at a restaurant, then you hear about everything and then you go to your the restaurant where your friend works and you're like, I know that you're fucking her and then you're fucking this person behind there. And like it's just like, and you're all touching my food. And right. all I'm thinking about is you fucking... So, and also don't let your friend date him either. Because that's a mess. No. Yeah. How to meet people. I hate dating apps as well. I, they scare me. Also, I've said it before, like, I'm experienced. So my jokes don't land the same way on dating apps as they land in person. No. Then you just have men who become like, I'm enamored with you. You're an enigma. And it's like, I need you to keep up. Yes. I need you to keep up, Jeremy. Yes. I think you should just you should go out more but expand your circle like go out out with the people you work with because it seems like y'all work together and hang out together restaurant culture no go somewhere else where where do you um i mean like i'm asking this like for you to ask yourself where do you live where can i go (laughs) what's your social security number Are there neighboring towns around that I can yeah. go to get out of your bubble? Um, fine. Join like what are your hobbies? Mm-hmm. Join those type of things. Like what do you like to do? What do you what would you like your partner to do? Go to those places. Hang out. See who's around. Chat it up. Touch an arm. You know, like do things. Give a give a giggle. Give mm-hmm. a little laugh. Bat an eye. Oh, bat an eyelash. Because it's not your eyelashes that are doing the work. It's just they're the ones that are the dramatic aspect. It's the lids. Bet those lids. Bet them lids. Um, I agree with that because I would say like, you don't like dating apps, but think of your, think of dating apps are just people who are around you, but just them on the phone. Mm -hmm. So right now, you in your real life dating app, your little pin where you're asking about your radius is uh, like, I don't know how big the restaurant is, 3,000 square feet. Like your radius is too small. So widen that radius and don't hang out and go to the places that you guys, like like you said, normally go to. Mm-hmm. Go a town over. Go like, you need to like truly just expand the zip code in that kind of a reach and think of it back to like, sounds silly, but like think of it back to like high school where it's like, you're with the same fucking people every day and you're like, ugh, I don't know if I let... Eh. And then you hang out with a friend who goes to a different high school and you get there and you go, who are all of these brand new people? And once you are out of that like little bubble where it feels like it's so small and everybody knows everybody, other people have that feeling in their own bubbles. You just got to exit that bubble and move into another bubble. Right. Not move, but like... Pop it and... Pop, yeah. Pop, pop, pop. Move over. And bop to the top. Oh, Yeah. So, yeah, I would say if you're also going to go out with friends, I would go out with like one friend. Mm -hmm. And if you have friends who you both (laughs) are looking for like similar things, that can be good because you're not trying to like 
some people always say like, oh, go out with a friend who's like in a relationship and have them play like the wing person. Like no. it's just, it doesn't, like it's not uh, sustainable for like the whole night. Cause like you just get bored yeah. and then you start to feel responsible and you feel bad. So someone who's like looking for the same thing that you are by the end of the night. And I would say if possible, someone who you have like relatively different types then, but like types that are close enough that these activities or these places that you go to would, you know, the likelihood of having those people there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty high. Yeah. But like, if you have the exact same type as someone, don't, don't go together. Nope. You, you don't want to have to, you don't want to have to do it to them. Mm-hmm. Agree. Oh, also last thing I would say though, to get rid of the dry spell, if you also just want to get the dry spell over it, you can use the dating app for solely that. If that makes you feel like getting back into the hang of it. If it, if, if it becomes like, you're just getting in your head with that. So like dating apps, you don't have to date. They're dating apps. Yeah. Just know that you might be breaking somebody's heart. Just don't fuck a coworker to get out of the dry spell. No. I just worry about that. All right. Next one is a write-in. Longtime watcher, first-time advice seeker. I, 37, non-binary, they, them, was injured at work in early 2017, which led me to being permanently disabled, having chronic pain, and eventually surgery, which led to further disabilities. I've always heard that body neutrality is being grateful for your body, allowing you to do things you do. Like my body allows me to get up and eat so I can do this thing and that thing. Or my legs allow me to go to places I want to go. That kind of stuff. And that is great. I want that. My struggle is, however, how do I reconcile wanting to recognize the things that my body does for me while also being in so much pain and frustrated, which borders on anger, at my body for all the things I can no longer do? How do I not feel upset for being so limited by my body? I fully recognize that I'm, I am able to do things that others can't, and I think that's where my guilt of being upset at my body stems from. I just don't know how to, be, how to not be resentful to my body. At the doctor who refuses to help me in meaningful way for a year and at my limitations for time for context if needed the too long did read of my injury is a severely herniated disc at work then my quote-unquote surgeon refused for a year to do the surgery I needed because of my weight and wouldn't refer me to anyone else which caused calcification and then further herniation I finally had surgery by a different surgery to relieve the 40% of the pain, but I will forever have severe chronic pain and be disabled. I listened to a really great podcast episode on um, maintenance phase about Ozempic, and they specifically talked about the lack of uh, healthcare, but specifically in terms of surgery with like not operating on people and not doing all of this other kind of stuff and how um, Ozempic is like playing a role into that and it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting listen that I would say is for for you like they specifically like talk about stuff and then them, them on their individual socials also talk a lot of how to advocate at the doctor and I don't know where you live but um a lot of fake Facebook groups people will share people and share that kind of stuff of like oh this is a safe doctor to go to who is better because that's also a trauma because of weight like doctors that are yeah doctors and so then they prescribe ozempic for people to they, they'll say we're not going to give you we're not going to operate on you until you take ozempic and it's like holy shit like that it first of all like you pro- a lot of problems <laughs> this idea that every problem goes away with your weight is like not a thing but then also you're going to ask someone to go on a medication which is in currently in a shortage and so now mm-hmm. it's just not the official medication and so this medication that everyone's taking has not been tested and there are like horrific side effects some people have and it also doesn't work for a lot of people. Yeah. So like, it's just like, it's it's only gotten worse, the like medical fat phobia. And thankfully what comes out of that is like community and people who will share doctors who are safe mm-hmm. people who are not going to be doing that and are taking patients' pain seriously. So I think that like, that's something that I would like, that's like a trauma that you're currently enduring is from a doctor like that that's like that's really really awful and horrible and you can have like resentment and anger directed towards that doctor specifically I would I will say what you're describing that you want to be or what that you're describing body positivity that's not body neutrality 
body neutrality is just my body is my body. And sometimes I fucking hate it. And other times it's just it's whatever. But like the goal of body neutrality is that your body is not uh, a factor that you are choosing to think about. And so body positivity is reframing all of your thoughts and feelings towards your body in a positive way. Body neutrality is if I think about my body, I would like to pivot away from that thought, move on past it and not give it the not give it any importance or any any weight to it. And if I do give it this weight to it, I'm allowed to be mad at my body and I'm allowed to be resentful and I'm allowed to be like pissed as fuck about it. And then because I'm allowed to do that, I don't have to feel shame about that. And then I'm just going to move on. And then I forget about it again. Yeah, it's like my body exists. It literally exists. Like my body's like the sky. My body is like a tree. Like it's just there Uh and it's never not been there. My whole life, it will be there. And it might be different on this day. It might be different on this day, but like, it's just, it is what it is. And you're allowed to be mad. Like you're allowed to be mad. And I don't know what rhetoric that you have been hearing about like disability. Cause I would specifically steer away from body talk in the sense of, you know, the wellness kind of thing of like, oh, here's how, like, I wouldn't go for body neutrality in terms of like body image aspect of in relation to weight, like in dieting and that kind of stuff. Like I would specifically like go seek out disability spaces because the notion that people who are disabled are like not allowed to complain about being disabled and like not allowed to dislike being disabled, but then also still advocate for disability rights and uh, fair and equal treatment and all of this stuff is just not true. Like that's very like, that's able, (laughs) able able-bodied spaces. Like that's what this idea of like, oh, you're brave and you're wonderful. And like, you need to be grateful for that. That's like just so not what I have found in the people that I've followed and like who are disabled. So I would say that trying to, instead of reframe your mindset in this sense, I would seek out other people and like let yourself feel how you feel but you're grieving and you're allowed to grieve and it doesn't always feel good and it like feels sucky and shitty but it is kind of like the perfect example of bonnie trial it, it is what it is and it's allowed to it's allowed you're you're allowed to be mad and you're like allowed to feel that it sucks and you're also allowed to know that it in the comparison of like, oh, well, other people have it harder. And it's like, and people who don't have it hard complain also. Like people complain about anything and everything. And the the hardest thing that you'll have gone through is can be 10 million times harder than something else. But like we, the hardest thing some person has ever gone through is the hardest thing they've ever gone through. That doesn't mean that it's not hard because this is the hardest thing for them. And so I I would say you, you just give yourself some grace and give yourself like permission to feel how you feel. Yeah, this doctor sucked. Like, yeah. If you want to be mad at them, be mad at them and like live in that anger and like process it. But like therapy, like going to like if if you're able to go to therapy and um, discuss this with a therapist so that you can like truly process your feelings if you're not able to find like a community of people, um, you know, like if you can't physically go somewhere, look online, look at Reddit. Um, I'm sure there's a community that exists that you can join and um, share your thoughts and your anger and then hear other people's thoughts and anger. And that can help you process things further. But I agree with everything Megan said. I really don't have much more to add to that. But yeah, because the thing that mainly jumped out to me was the body neutrality thing. And I was like, I don't think that's body mm-hmm. neutrality. Yeah. Chronic pain spaces are also, I would say, is really yeah. helpful too. To give you one recommendation, um, on TikTok, their username is crutches mm-hmm. underscore and underscore spice. And on Twitter, they are uh, Amani I-M-A-I-A-I-M-A-N-I underscore B A R. B-A-R-I-N. And like, they're just very, she's really good at um, not only talking about her life, her experience, but specifically like really 
like I find out so much like news about like new accessibility things. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really cool. And just very a nice thing in my timeline to see constantly for every take that happens in the world and everything to have there be a voice specifically factoring in disability into Mm -hmm. that. Um, because until that that's something you're dealing with, like chronic pain or chronic illness or d- in disability, it is something that a lot of people like just don't think about. And then it becomes all consuming for your life. And so then everything in your world is seen through that lens. So I found it really nice to have somebody who is doing that. And yeah, also she's very, she's very funny. Very, that's what I was going to say. So she's fun. funny. She's very funny. And that's like, and it's also like not the only thing that she talks no, about. She's she's like she a, just talks just about a, her life. Yeah. Cr- like I, I'm in, I'm constantly entertained. Like yeah. she's just like a great follow. Yeah. That even if it's a content that I'm like, I don't know what this is about. Like I'm going to watch it because yeah. like her stitches are so. She's very sweet too. We had her on an episode of JBU. Oh, fun. Yeah. Well, she's great. Yeah. Taller. Big, big, big fan. Um, And I also, if you're on our Facebook group, I would post if you would like to like, if this was helpful advice for you and you were looking for more content creators, like people recommend me people all of the time. And specifically people are on our Facebook and our Patreon group will send me recommendations and they'll talk about other things. So finding that sense of community, like you said, wherever you can find it, Mm -hmm. but it can definitely feel isolating in your personal life if you don't know anyone going through that. So I hope that helped. Me too. And fuck that fucking doctor. You can also report that doctor. Sending you love and neutrality. Not, I'm not sending you neutral vibes, but I'm sending you neutral vibes for yourself. (laughs) I'm sending you, I, I, I hope I have a not bad vibe. When you said neutral vibes, it just sounded like a vibrator name. Neutral vibes. That's just like Mormon mommy vlogger, like beige vibrators. Ew. I know. Doesn't it though? Vibrators. Why are they always so brightly colored? What about salmon? <laughs> what about dusty mauve? Salmon is pink though. Salmon is pink, but there are some kinds of like mass produced salmon like shades of things that get a little too uh, a, l- a little too um undercooked and raw meat to me salmon pink is the official pink shade of alpha cap alpha sorority incorporated salmon pink to me is very different than when people say salmon because <laughs> salmon is okay it's just sunburnt beige well all right we're gonna take a break Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. 
Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. back from our break oh, i hope that was good for you let's get into the rest hello um i am calling in because i recently had my first seizure and i remember a little bit back i think like a couple years ago you had had one kind of out of the blue and i was absolutely fucking mortified i was in the grocery store and i was picking out potato chips and 
I felt my eyes roll back in my head and I had a grand mal seizure in the potato chip aisle of my local grocery store, which is fucking mortifying. And the ambulance came and they were going to take me to the hospital, but I was like, well, unless you're like having a seizure, they can't really check what's causing it. Um, like, if they do a brain scan, like, post-seizure, they can't really tell, like, why you had it. And so I was like, look, I'm going to make a doctor's appointment afterward, like, whatever. And so I signed AMA, um, mostly because I was, like, so fucking embarrassed. And I called my partner, and he came and picked me up, which was fine. And, yeah, I've just felt like fucking trash ever since. And I have an appointment coming up just like for a, a full workup I'm not somebody who goes to the doctor very often but how do you deal with health anxiety because I've just felt so strange ever since having it and I haven't been driving I've been like trying to be super careful about that kind of thing and I researched like my anxiety medication to see if that can cause seizures and it, it doesn't it's not like a list of side effects and so Anyway, I'm just freaking the fuck out, and I was wondering, how do you deal with health anxiety, and are there ways to manage it that you find, like, are helpful on the daily? Yeah, I'm just freaking the fuck out. So, please help. I've been watching a ton of Gilmore Girls and <laughs> resting up, so I'm in my Megan Rinks era. Melissa has a lot of experience with yeah. this. My sister has seizures. She has epilepsy. Um, she epilepsy usually like you either have it like as a child or as a like an older older adult. And she had her first seizure when she was, I think, sixteen, around that age. Um, and the way it happened was like she had one, but we didn't know what it was. Like in the nighttime, like we woke up and she had throw up on the floor, and it was like don't know what that is mm -hmm. and it happened in the summertime so I was home from college during the time and then I accidentally uh set the house on fire and uh, <laughs> <laughs> while we were waiting outside the ambulance came and she had a seizure and so then like we knew why she had thrown up and then also it made sense like there were times where she would just be staring out and she was having many seizures mm -hmm. then but I will say it is important to go to the doctor after you have one because they can do like they can trace things like in your brain, the brain activity. It's still important to go after we anytime she has one, like immediately go to the doctor, even because you can't have like another one. It's very common to have another one after that mm -hmm. as well. And um, they will take your blood, which does give information yeah. that they need. Like triggers. Yes. It also like, depending on how you're feeling, they can also like give you fluids and things that your body needs. And that blood test will tell you what is depleted. And I think like for the anxiety coming from it, it's a lot of the unknown. Mm -hmm. And so I don't like don't go researching things because it's going to lead you down a path that doesn't specifically pertain to you it also like will put things in your head that isn't that aren't true like you're questioning a lot of things that are happening you're, you're like looking up things about your medication which don't like yeah. don't do that like that's that's adding to your anxiety I think the most important and probably by the time this comes out you might have already gone mm -hmm. to the doctor but it's very important to get to the doctor and because you're going to go to somebody that's a professional, they're going to have answers. It might not be right away because I don't know, like if you're going to your general doctor, they're probably going to then um, send you to a neurologist to get checked too and do scans. Like, for example, my sister has like this tiny tumor that's mm -hmm. on her brain that is it, it hasn't grown. It's been like 15 years now at this point and it hasn't grown, but they, she has to like constantly get it checked. Mm -hmm. Um, to see if it's growing or anything and it has um, some hormone in it that is what causes the seizure yeah you know it took going to a couple doctors like not just like the neurologist that was in our area like neurologists that were in our area we had to go to a specialized mm -hmm. one that is a couple hours away and she is like constantly being checked for those things but because like she is always talking to the doctor even if like 
today she's like extra tired. She will like write that down and talk yeah. to the doctor about things that are going on. But like once you're able to go to the doctor and get answers, I think that will help a lot with your anxiety. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I had a gynecologist give me the best <laughs> health anxiety advice I've ever been given. And she wasn't even trying to where I told her, I was like, I literally never been a gynecologist. Like I don't love going to the doctor (laughs) at all. Like in general, like I just do not like going. And I'm always worried because I don't go that I'm going to go. And the reason why I'm avoiding going is because I'm like, oh, I'm probably dying. And then I don't go because I think I'm dying. And then I'm like, but then you're gonna tell me I'm dying. And she literally looked at me and she goes, I mean, if you're dying, I won't be able to know that on the first time you're here. And I was like, oh, and she goes, yeah. So like, just go to the doctor. Like, Mm -hmm. If there's something wrong, she's like, it's going to take me a lot. Like, it'll take us a while to figure it out. So like, just go like it's you're you're not going to go at one time and then your world ends. And it was just like, no, no, you just go and then it becomes less scary. It's never going to be you're getting the worst news of your life the first time you ever walked into a hospital unless they're saying your appointment is actually not here. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's also like snowballing because you're just thinking about it all the time without even getting like the next step. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I'm very glad you're not driving. I would, my, I guess I, I my follow-up question would be like, are you going to see a primary care physician or are you seeing a neurologist? Because you, I think regardless of your insurance, if your insurance usually requires you to have a, like a recommendation to a specialist, you having a, like you don't, you should be able to just call your primary care physician without getting an appointment with them. Like before that they will send you to a neurologist because yeah, it is sucky because it's one of those things that like monitor your head, they'll monitor your heart, they'll do all those things. And it's like, they can track it if you have an active seizure while you're hooked up to everything. But mm-hmm. it's also important for them to check to like, oh, was your blood sugar really low? Mm-hmm. Are you like super deficient in X vitamin or anything like that? And that can also ease your peace of mind while you're waiting for more answers to just kind of know. And even now, I would say instead of like spiraling and focusing on oh, what medications am I on and all of that kind of stuff. Was there like, I would just like go back for your own peace of mind and like write down what the day was like. If you Mm -hmm. can remember like, what did you eat anything that day? Like, had you not eaten in a while? Like, were there certain things? Like, what was that there? And it is scary. Like that it's totally fucking scary. And it's fair and legitimate and so valid for you to be freaking out. I will say that like mine ended up being diagnosed as a vasovagal cinescope but like not just a like a pretty intense one where like it just it looked like a full like seizure it wasn't that I just like it was it was a lot and I felt like shit physically for two weeks and so I I can't I literally felt like I had been run over by a car like every it felt like every limb in my body was ripped in a different direction it felt like Someone had like shaken my whole body and everything throbbed, everything hurt, everything was stinging and ringing and just aching in pain. And that is a really scary feeling because I've never (laughs) like, you know, after like I've had like a cyst burst, that is like you feel like you've been hit by a car for a couple of days. But like this was a unique feeling of pain that that made me really fucking anxious because I was like, there has been a, from this moment on, something happened and now this is my new forever. And it was not. And so it is just the after effects of, of that with your body, because it is not an, it is not a natural conscious thing that your body does. So we've never felt the after effects and feelings of that until it happens for some people. So I would just make sure you don't take the, how you feel right now and how you felt recovering from this as an indicator of the, of what is wrong. And that this is a, a forever thing. And if it ends at like the worst case scenario with this is that this is, it's a very well studied thing. Like seizures are something that like, this is not like a huge question mark in the sense of like, no one in medicine knows, but there's also like, some people just have a seizure mm-hmm. and then and then don't never again. again. Yeah. And so at least for me, I felt like the only option was that I was suddenly epileptic. Like, that's like, the, like in my mind, I was like, that's the only thing it, could be like what else that that's all I knew about seizures was like that's who gets seizures and I if you're diabetic like that could be a seizure and so I really went for like oh all of these other things and then I found out that the only chance that I'm ever going to have to have that again is if I am in 
uh, extreme pain and there's blood involved and there it's all happening at the same time. And so, you know, that it, it can just be the anxiety of it is is intense. And I totally know that. But like when I say the come down of like the second that I went in, I was like, OK, no, no, I'm spiraling because I don't I didn't go to I didn't <laughs> I don't have my doctorate. Like, I don't know anything about this. And so therefore, like it's like all of these potential things swirling in the air. The second I was in my neurologist's office before he even started talking to me, I felt like an instant sense of relief because I was like, this is no longer just my problem. Mm -hmm. And like, this is, you have been trained in this problem. I am relinquishing the fucking weight of this. So I think you're doing the right things with like watching comfort shows and stuff like that. And just being really, treat your body very kindly because I did not know how physically horrible I would feel for like two weeks. Yeah, Mel, and when she doesn't have them often, she's on a great medication, but like she might have one once a year, mm -hmm. if that. But when she does, she's like out, like she's taken out of it for two, three weeks. Yeah, where she can't do awful. anything. She just sleeps all day. Yeah, it's it's the only thing. It's the only thing you can do, and mm -hmm. it's 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 just really it's it's tough. So I would if you I would take a small medical leave of absence or you know, dial back on the work stuff if it's a good distraction for you, but to not expect yourself to be operating at like a peak level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So awful. And also you are on anti-anxiety medication. I don't know if you, that is through your PCP, that you're through your psychiatrist. That is also something that you can bring up with them that like, hey, I'm having this. And the generalized anxiety, I only ever like really medicate for my anxiety when in medical situations. Yeah. And so you can also like a lot of psychiatrists will have you like up a dose if it's something regarding a medical instance and something like that. How I started getting <laughs> anti-anxiety medication for my medical anxiety was specifically after the seizure because that was the thing that they were afraid that, that this was just going to keep causing it was because I would get so freaked out and my body was not calm cool. to say the least. And Melissa was there for that too. I was. You're like, I need people to stop having seizures around because traumatizing for you. It was nothing it was, for me. It I was traumatizing for me for Melanie's first one because I didn't know what it was. Yeah, and you're younger. And also, Erlai was there and she was like three. Oh, shit. Yeah. And oh my so God. She, we were in like, we were literally outside. just sta standing outside. And you had already set your parents' house on yes. fire. So we were waiting for the uh, firefighters to get there and they actually went to the wrong house. Why are there firefighters in both of these stories? They're the first ones usually on the scene. Oh, that! But yours is an actual but fire. Mine was though. an actual fire. But in Arkansas, it's required that fire, police, and paramedic and paramedics come at the wow. same time for anything. Damn, well covered. Yeah, and so they went to the wrong house, and so it was like three houses down. So I'm like barefoot, sprinting <laughs> down the street, the telling up. them to come down. While Erlai is like standing there, stunned. She's 17 now, which is like... That's actually fucking Well, she'll be 17 in December, which is wild. But like, she just kind of like... The look on... Like, that's what I... Like, the yeah. look on her face. And then my dad's like freaking out and doesn't know what to do. I'm just like, make sure Melanie's head doesn't uh -huh. hit the concrete. Mm -hmm. um, I'll go get the ambulance. I'm right. I'm like, Errol, I just stay, stand there. And so that's like... It, but yours, I wouldn't freak it out then. No, but you also. I was very calm for you're yours. Very calm, and also, there's a high possibility I have done this before. I think, like, but I didn't know, like, someone else wasn't around or aware. But like, I'm very good at being like, because I'm a, I'm a fainter, so I'm being like, I'm gonna throw up, mm -hmm. and then you're like, oh, let me grab you a bucket, and I was like, actually, I'm just gonna pass out, and then I did. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I, I remember that moment because you said, I'm going to throw up. Amanda was with us. Yeah, Amanda had to check bowl. on her. I know. Is she? Um, she so and fun. she went to go, but she couldn't get a bowl. She had a, a pot. Yeah. It was a pot. And then you said, I'm going to pass out. And then you did. And I held your head and I said, call 911. Like that was the. <laughs> it was just like, God. And I remember the moment that I like, I just knew that I fucked up. And I was like, because it got my earring caught in my ear and it you know it was a lot of pain and it was just one of those moments where I was like this is this isn't this isn't ending right now like I just knew even before I like texted you being like hey are you here early like any chance could you help me and I just happened to be sitting in my car early because you even when I was on time you would have me sitting like at the door for like 10 minutes 
every yeah. time, no matter what it was. That's I why I take a, my time when you when you come. No, over. and that's fine. Um, I don't but, have a good sense of time. I know, but yeah, I just happened to be there. Like I think it was like fifteen minutes early, yeah. and I was just sitting in my car looking at my phone, and you texted me, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, hey, are you early? Could you just come up. I need your help with something." But it and was then like you were just sitting on your stairs with your hand in uh-huh. your ear. But it was so funny because like I just remember looking at myself in the mirror as I did this, and I was like, "This is going to be a whole day thing." Like mm-hmm. I just knew in my, I knew in my soul. That this was, this wasn't going to be But it was good. a half a day thing. And then we hung out with Nicole Byer. Yeah. And she's like, are you sure you don't want to cancel? And I was like, no, you're Nicole Byer. And she's like, babe, we just met, but you just had a seizure. Yeah. And you didn't, you went to urgent care. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's like, you don't go to urgent care for a seizure. I go, no, I know. Because they said, do you want us to cut it out of your ear? It won't look nice. And I was like, that man was, we can't can you imagine that. if that man. The people at that <sighs> urgent care had, I don't think it was a real plate. No, it was a set. It was a set because yeah. they all had accents like, but they were Anna Delvey accents. Yes, but they weren't. It was like Anna Delvey mixed with more Rose. Yeah, no, it was. the These were not location based accents. Yeah. Like this was like they were doing a bit like uh-huh. everyone was doing a bit. And that man did not go to medical school. Yeah. That's also the same urgent care when I had strep throat. One time I had a fever of like 105 and they just like left me in the room for an hour and I'm like wandering and I'm like literally like going in and out of consciousness. And I like just walk back to the front and I'm like holding my sweater just like and I go, I I did someone forget about me? And everyone who's like in the urgent care is like, oh, my God, it was like it was it was not good. And they're like, oh, we'll come right back. But they're like, oh, we'll come in the Moira Rose voice. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. So sending you love. It is. It's rough, but. It, uh, it's a lot. It, it's always going to be worse in your mind. And also the chip, like passing out in the grocery store. Don't be embarrassed about that. No, I'm just happy you're OK. Yeah. Because like those are hard, hard floors. floors. Very hard floors. What chips did you get? Did you get them afterwards? I hope you got I'd some. I'd be so mad if like my boyfriend, like if Moss drove me home and then like was like, no, no, we should just leave. I'm like, I need the chips. What are your favorite chips? But like if you didn't have to think about dietary restrictions. Oh, that doesn't change much for me because chips are, just, I've got very groovy teeth. These are like fucking breastfed fed until, I don't know. Four. F- too fucking old. That's, I think, part of the, re- we've been over this. It's, we're discovering is why I, I think a lot of things are wrong with me. But I have really groovy teeth in the back. So chips are not like dietary restriction or not. Those are not really like a huge thing for me. Flavor wise, I love salt and vinegar, but I was always more of like those little pretzel bites that are honey mustard. I like those a lot more, but like chip flavor, other than that, I don't like... I tend to prefer like a sweet potato chip. I don't like oily chips. Oh, I don't like oily chips either. But I find like Lay's to be very oily. I don't like Lay's. I'm thinking Doritos, oh, I Cool Ranch. I said no. No, no, but I've never had them because they have MSG, even though I don't think that's a real allergy not, that I have. It's not. Because it's not real. It's not. Thank you, Maintenance Face, for teaching me that I... It's truly it's not, not real. It was racism. Yes. So that and then... Fritos makes these like twisty chips. <gasps> Fritos that, makes a good texture. Yeah, but like they're twisty and then like the flavors in all those little grooves of Crannies, nooks and crannies. Oh my gosh, those are oh, delicious. I, I could fuck with I love the texture of a Frito chip. Yes. Oh. But I, I don't like like regular Fritos. No, but these the texture is great. I don't like it. <gasps> these are different. They're, I don't know how to Crunchier? describe it. They're crunchier, but the way that they're created well, it sounds like a fun experience to eat it as is. well, which I enjoy. You can Stick like your tongue put your tongue. Yep. I immediately I'm like, I'm and just picturing myself it. doing oh, it. So good. And then I love a, a Pringle sour cream. Mott's loves sour cream and fucking cheddar chip. I love those. And cheddar I. Cheddar chips. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about cheddar chips. I love cheddar chips, too. I just have to say that, like, I'm sure they taste wonderful. The smell of them is so unique. The smell is disgusting. Because it doesn't smell like cheddar or sour cream. It like doesn't smell like like it doesn't smell like trash or garbage. But like you're smelling it going, what is like you cannot pinpoint the smell. Just the smell is is not good. But the taste is phenomenal. Yeah, I think I've probably had sour cream and onion, which I think I probably enjoyed too. But I don't like like Lay's. I like I don't like Lay's in general. Yeah, they are too salty, but mm-hmm. I like them like Pringles or like other people that do yeah. chips. Pringles are sharp chips. But what I don't like about Pringles is that the part that actually like fits your tongue the best doesn't have the flavor. It's the other side. There's only flavor on one side. Yeah. Cheap. I know. Hella fucking cheap. They're also very big. They cut your mouth. 
It's like a Dutch crunch roll. Crunch cut your mouth. I think no, but they're, they're so, the most delicate on your mouth. But oh. when people do it to be like the duck, oh, thing, that's terrible. That hurts. Don't do that. Well, I love, I love, I love food with a bit. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And then we've got another write-in. Do you want to read it? Sure. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Me, 25 Sheher, and my partner, 26 Sheher, have been together for almost two years and have lived together for about a year. We have a great relationship, and I know that she's absolutely my person. However, we haven't had sex in eight months or so. Sex was never an issue until I got on antidepressants. I needed them desperately, but it seems just about impossible to get turned on the way I used to. This has caused some strain in our relationship. My partner does everything she can to be understanding. She also struggles with severe depression and anxiety and is on meds too. But I know it bothers her that I'm never in the mood. I also don't understand how adults balance work life, personal life, and sex life with their partners. There never seems to be a good time to quote unquote, get it on. I'm either too tired, feeling disgusting, smelly, my nails are too long, I just took a shit, I have IBS, et cetera. Uh, We've had many conversations about this, but I think it's just starting to feel like a bunch of excuses to her. She doesn't pressure me, but I can feel her growing frustration. How do I bring back the sexy spark in our relationship while also not worrying about it, about it being perfect? It feels like I've never had sex before in my life, and I'm more anxious about it now than I've ever been before. 
I'd also like to note sex between two women tends to be a marathon <laughs> that feels so daunting when I'm already low energy from life in general. Any advice would mean the world to me. I love you both so much and been listening since almost the beginning. Thank you. Also, you know, I think you can say similar to how people when they train for a marathon, I would just like to do a 5K. I was going to say uh, if you involve other things like toys, is it can can you uh, make it a sprint? And all all running is running. Yeah. You can jog, you can walk, mm-hmm. you can run. Like, it doesn't have to be just like what it normally is or what like it feels like making up for that. But I think like that to me seems like a big part of the um the daunting anxiety of it all is because it is like an what you assume it should be. And because it's like, oh, well, we haven't had sex in so long. So it can't, first time we, we can't just have like a quick sex. It has to be like, a, you know, really making up for lost time it does not have to be that at all yeah and i was also gonna also say we are two straight women so somebody might write in and be like actually it has to be a marathon yeah i have a a sex playlist that's like i think eight hours long so yeah i don't know how people balance a work-life personal (laughs) life with an eight-hour sex playlist i would say though that like i would ask yourself like are you never like do you not feel sexually turned on in the sense that like it doesn't cross your mind or is it that like I actively don't want to have sex how do you feel the idea of like after having sex or like if you're making out is it like I want this to end or is it like oh I'm having fun but like I might not be very wet like I might not be like oh I would like to have like I am you know lusting for that because I will say it's very different but like ADHD like sex is sometimes that like it'll cross my mind randomly and then I'll be like oh my god I'm totally in the mood but then there'll be other times where if I'm just I like will forget I forget that water exists I forget that peeing exists like you forget just all of these things but when I'm reminded or if I then have to go out of my way to be like oh let me think about this thing or this thing here and then you can get yourself in the mood and something like I think just even as can be as simple as the book Pride and Prejudice or various iterations of that, like certain steamy scenes, steamy scenes of things like that, or like a fanfic or even just like, yeah, like a sexy playlist or taking like a cute picture of yourself during the day. It can be, you might feel like you're disappointing your partner by being like, oh, I'm not going to be in the mood. I don't know when I'm going to be in the mood, but like, what if you start trying to get in the mood? Like, the day before or you start trying to get into the mood that day and then it becomes something that you can like look forward to as opposed to you know dread disappointing someone because it, it's not disappointing at all but I, I do think that like if it is something that you will enjoy it just might take your body a little bit longer to give you the indicator of that then I think there's ways that you can find things that are sexy without initially being turned on by them, but keeping you in that mindset for when that does happen. You can also like talk to your doctor about different meds and switching your meds. Yeah. So I was about to say, um, I had a doctor recently on another podcast that was saying that there are other antidepressants that you can be on that, you know, work better with your body chemistry. And if you talk to your doctor, they can make adjustments to see what works better for you and if sex is important to you then you can like adjust it to make it so that your sex drive isn't dried up for lack of better words yeah and i also think that like your partner you said very understanding a lot of the time that we'll put we'll put a lot of like guilt on ourselves when like our partner is like very okay with it but like if they're okay with all of it and it's fine but you don't them bringing it up like or often is that's very hard for you. I think it's just about a conversation about like, okay, how do we operate? Because this thing that you're saying or how you're going through this makes me feel really guilty. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not your goal. And so if I, if someone told me that I would go, okay, perfect. Thank you. Like, let me, how can I rephrase this in a way that makes you feel desired and like loved and like shown care for and not, not that. Mm -hmm. And like, you could then be like, I want to be the one to bring it up. And then it's like, okay, cool. Amazing. So a lot of that can be communication because we can assign feelings uh, or intention behind there that someone else is like feeling some type of way about it. But it sounds like you've got like a really like kind and understanding partner. So the more communication you have with that and knowing that like, 
we all go through seasons like and some sometimes in your life you're going to be having less sex and other times you're going to be you know having to think about and planning for the sex more and having to like really hype yourself up into it but that's not an indicator of how you feel about the person Mm -hmm. and even though it seems like your partner's also on or deals with anxiety and depression i don't know if they're also on meds they might have one that is doesn't affect their sex drive as much and so making sure you also reiterate to them that like i'm still so attracted to you i still like like this i still love you this is just because people can have different reactions to meds yeah and then also i just want to add on about you saying you don't understand how adults balance work life personal life and sex life with their partners schedule sex like if if that's something that you want to do schedule it like schedule it just like the way that you schedule going to work or anything else in your life like have a date night that may just be comprised of sexy time and you get ready for that date so then you know you have taken a shower and mm-hmm. you you've trimmed your nails like you're preparing for this thing and it's okay to schedule sex it doesn't have to be spontaneous especially if spontaneity is not something that is feasible at this moment. Yeah. I'm someone who like, I, I get overwhelmed really easily. And so like, I am also like, I could totally be in the mood to have sex, but if I have not showered and I have like, not been like, Oh, we're going to have sex later. Like then I will just be, Oh, Oh, I, 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 I." and then you can get, you know, you can get overwhelmed or too anxious. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, but I have all these things I want to do, but then yeah. Versus in the morning and the day you're like, Oh, I'm going to like do that. And then I'll like put on a cute playlist later and I'll do this. Like you get to be you get to prolong that experience mm-hmm. too, which is sexy in itself. Right. All right. That's it for today's episode. Hell yeah. We hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you did, you can leave us a review. We appreciate it so much. I'm not going to read the update we got. We did get a nice update. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? I did. Okay. Just know everybody from one of the calls we had on the last episode. It was a caller right in. I do not remember. But just know. One of them. Great ending. Mm-hmm. Very good. They didn't, they were not comfortable with it being shared on it, but um, just know that we're, we're all happy about it. Yeah. A collective, a collective, uh, woo. woo. <laughs> Hell yeah. So we hope y'all enjoyed this episode and please write in, call in, DM, in, slide into the DMs for our upcoming episodes. And you can do everything we said at the top of the episode as well as supporting the show over on Patreon. Let me read some patrons. Shout out. Here's a little shout out to people who joined in October. Lauren G. I think you've been here before. Lauren G. Bree, Eric, Louisa, Robin, and Kaz. Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. We hope that you uh, review the show and you also follow us on our individual socials because you can't get enough. Well, we will check back in with you truly tomorrow. Tomorrow. We'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa D. Monts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production sound and editing by Coco Lorenz. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. And music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter.